My name is Rana, and we're here at Five Points Fest, and you're watching Comics First. Do you prefer the writing hat or the illustrating hat, or is it different for different projects? Drawing is my... I don't know, I like doing the whole thing. It's like asking, like, you have... Not, not that I'm in the, the league, but there's like writers and directors, and then there's writer-directors, and they only do their own sh stuff. That's what I like to do. So it's not a choice, it's like it's all one thing, it's all telling a story. So I can't answer that question the way you want. I like art, like obviously I'm known for art first, but I like doing stories, my stories. I would never pretend to write for other people, because I'm not that good, but I do it for myself, to make me happy. So. For projects, for example, where you're asked to illustrate or do covers, do you, are you still... I do that for money. <laughs> when I will draw, if people want me to draw stuff and go, hey, we would love you to draw this, can you do this? Like, sure, it's a job. I like art generally, but I'll never write stories for other people. For, I'm not, I don't have the confidence for that. I write for me only. So. I think it's a fair answer. But I do a lot of covers. Yeah, you did... Um, I don't know exactly if you did the, the lettering or the coloring or the covers for this, but you did like Doctor Who. I have done some Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> okay, which one is your favorite classic Doctor? Like you know, Tom Baker, you know, fat drunk guy with curly hair. Um, yeah, so I grew up with the traditional paper mache monsters and shit like that in Australia. We all got that. And then, uh, you know, the new stuff hit. Now everyone knows Doctor Who. And David Tennant's my guy. David Tennant and not Capaldi? Capaldi's all right. The writing on him is seems a bit hodgepodge. That's fair. I think it's fair. She's changed in the in a few seasons. I, I think that's that's fair. I do not dislike Capaldi. <laughs> but if he could swear. That's what we're gonna have you. On yeah. If he could be the drunk sweary doctor, it'd be amazing. From uh, the the thick of it and in the loop. That that yeah. You know your shit. You know I, your stuff. I <laughs> I Capaldi fan, so I'm I understand. You're Sorry. doing a good job. Thank thank you. <laughs> So going back to your um, extensive resume, one of your most recent projects is Blood Song, right? And it's an anthology. Um, well, I hope, I hope to do more volumes. Yeah. It's a collection of short stories. So the first volume has two, two short stories, two regular size comics worth. So it's a Kickstarter. It'll, yeah. It's going to ship in July because I should get the books by June. Yeah, no, it looks super interesting. And why did you decide to do this now? Because I, between um, Bloodsong and um, Dagon, <laughs> you've you've been wanting to work on these for a while, apparently, right? I have many ideas I always want to do. I had various snafus with Dagon, which meant it was my Kickstarter, but it actually wasn't my Kickstarter. I did it to help fund other things for other people. Uh, and I ended up losing an awful lot of money that I had, I had to put my own money in to that project to help make sure it's finished. I think there's still a few stragglers that don't have books, so I need to make sure I get the books. Kickstarters are fraught with danger when you let too many people have access to the funding that you need to finish the whole project. Because shipping a book is very expensive. So that's why it took a while to get to do the next Kickstarter, which will go much simpler, hopefully. Because it's all me this time. For the first time, it's actually all me. 
Yeah, it's very interesting, and it's a little—it's a little different from what you usually do. It's like a little different from Thirty Days of Night. It's a little different from Wormwood. Yeah, but so I like history. Yeah, I do love history, and I like old things. So, yeah, I wanted to do Viking stuff because I'm part Viking. This is, in a way, it's my heritage, but it's a way it's like it's based in the world of the reality of the time, but with a little bit of fantasy. But history is amazing, so you can get some great stories just from weird stuff that happened in the old days. Yeah, so my next question was going to be, it's stylistically different from like 30 Days of Night, Twitter, so. Wormwood. I hope so. Um, I hope so, because 30 Days was the first thing I ever did. <laughs> if I'm not different and hopefully evolved by, the, by now, I'm a little sad. No, I think the art in it, the art in it is amazing. That's why I, I also pointed it out, because you have such a distinct style, but it's obviously, I think, a little bit flexible too. So. I'm, very, I'm very flexible. Not really. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, for that, for for blood for blood song, but also for all of your projects, when you're starting to illustrate, what do you, what, where do you draw inspiration from? I think where do you start off? Like, what's your process? Well, it all goes back to um, watching my parents die in a flaming car wreck. See, they were heroin junkies, and they overdosed while driving, and then. It's gonna be horrible if it's true, and I'm no, laughing. It's not true. I don't know where, you know, I like history. I've always loved history. I read books on history and I saw some documentaries and I'm like, wow, that's it, it's cool. Shit. So I just follow my passion. I've had many ideas in my head for a very long time. They don't usually come from any particular place. They just, you get your ideas at the worst possible time, like when you're in the shower. That's actually a brain process. You get good ideas when you're doing mundane, boring things. I, if I knew where I got my good ideas, as any creative would tell you, they go there all the time and only have good ideas. But most ideas are not that great. So you've got to sift through them. That's the dilemma of trying to be creative. That's fair, but... I don't know where my shit comes from. <laughs> I just do what I like. I'm one of the few privileged people to do what I want and have enough people support me in what I like. It's just, it is different. So I'm wondering if it's... Different from other people's art? Different from your other art, too. Oh, you it's, think? It's, it, it, I do you think th it's good? I, yes, I do. Oh, okay. And you notice a difference. I think it's a different kind of darkness, you know, because like you have warm, the darkness in Wormwood, the, the darkness in 30 Days of Night, and I think it's, it's, you still have that grittiness, but it's... I tried to put some work in. <laughs> I don't know, I tried to give every project a little bit of a different vibe. That's all. And I don't know if it succeeds, because everyone looks at a piece of, you know, you'll look at it and see something different than I would. It's human perception. So, like, I'm glad it worked for you. That's it's like you're in my brain, and you saw what I wanted to do, and you agreed with me. Not everyone does. I think, I think that's fair. That's, that's a fair answer. <laughs> I'll stop harassing you about blood You're stuff. not harassing me. It's just like, uh, you can waffle on about anything, about meanings, and like why you did. So it's like, but to be honest, I just have fun. And I do it because it comes from within. And if I knew where it really came from, everything I did would be a masterpiece. But I don't know where it comes from, truly. So I can't do that. As an artist, especially as an artist interested in the darker genres, do you ever feel like there's a line you can't or shouldn't cross when it comes to illustrating darker or gorier or whatever things, or do you just kind of go with what feels right for the story? Uh, <clears throat> you're talking to someone that has drawn the Pope masturbating to a boy love magazine in the Vatican in one of his comics. Well, that wasn't a line. 
my line will probably be, well, I mean, there has to be a point to it. That was a joke. It was funny. You know, obviously because it's not true, that's why you laugh. I'm probably not going to ever draw pedophilia. Uh, I'm not really into drawing, like, full-on nudity, gratuitous sex scenes anyway. I mean, you have real life and, and videos for that. That's If people want that, I don't think they need to read it in a comic, unless it makes sense in the story for a, re for a real reason. You don't need gratuitous anything or violence. Um, I'm probably not going to... Yes, there are limits. Only because I value my life and I don't want to be murdered. Or imprisoned, depending on the country you live in. But I don't... So I'm not going to draw the Prophet Muhammad. That's too risky. Despite the fact it's my constitutional right in this country. And religion is not for everyone. But it's too risky. So that is a definite red line. And people don't normally think about it, but that one would get people killed. It does. So that's something I would never do. Outside of that, and, and standard obscenity laws, yeah, art's art, as long as it's got a message to it and a point. If you're only going to try and aggravate someone, well, then you deserve what you get anyway. Because, you know, you, to be offensive on its own is not serving much of a purpose. Bouncing back a little to uh, Kickstarter campaigns and on the, um, the 44 flood site, yeah. I, I think, yeah, sorry, we yeah, covered Dagon, this. Dagon was, actually, Dagon was actually a 44 flood book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, blood Songs is nominally as well, but I'm handling it all myself, so. Yeah, so I think it was, we an you answered this a little bit, but um, I was going to ask you, but since they were, their adaptations and their projects you really, you really, really like, um, do we potentially have any more sort of historical adaptations into comics in the making? Yes. I would like to. Okay. Uh, nothing to do with 44 Flood here or there, though. They're just me wanting to do what I want to do. I like adapting. I'd like to do more Lovecraft. I'd like to do Edgar Allan Poe. I would like to adapt real history. Um, I want to do the entire story of Genghis Khan from, like, a bio biography sort of thing. But... Horses are the worst thing most artists can ever draw, and I'm shit at horses. So I have to get better at horses a lot, and then I can draw them for like five years. Because that's how long a project like that would take, so I can't do that. Well, that's, that's an awesome... Yeah, so I'll stick with short, like, Viking stories for now, maybe, and maybe some battle comics about real battles I would like to do, like the Battle of Hastings, which goes back to my history as well. So, yeah, I have a lot of plans. And... I'm giving people choices on some of these plans on my Patreon. Yeah. I have like four, four choices, like, what do you want me to do next? Because I'm wrapping up two projects. So. No, I think people are not voting in American ways. They're voting in Australian ways by doing multiple choice. So. so very, very fair. Very fair. Actual democracy. How, how different are the processes, you know, you, you're able to sort of independently work on something as opposed through like Image or IDW? Do you prefer, I think, having full control um, or is it more of a challenge or what are the diff like main differences, do you think? So basically crowdfunding in general is what you're asking. Okay, it is much more work, but if you like that sort of work and you like logistics, it's kind of fun, even though it's stressful. You have much more control. I like that. Who doesn't like control over their own stuff? Who, who doesn't want to be empowered, right? Except really lazy people like, ah, fuck it, you do it. I'll just collect the money. I'm not like that. That's why I do shows. Um, when you say image and all the other public, like, okay, that's a middleman between you and your audience. 
And what that actually is, is called the direct market, because they dabble and deal with previews and diamond catalog and the direct market, going to comic shops, which is only one avenue for selling your work. So I do online, digital, um, crowdfunding first, to help finance actually living and surviving and eating and feeding my cats to do the book. Because no one, you know, in creator owned books, generally you don't get paid until the sales come in. And in the direct market, that, that's months, many months. But your landlord won't understand that. So, so and it's also a, a totally different group of people. So I've done Kickstarters, and then it goes to the direct market later on. And I don't even tell people, because I've moved on to other stuff, or I'm busy, and I forgot to even mention that it was coming out in comic stores. And it still did really well, because those people had never heard of my Kickstarter. They just, oh, it's a new book from Ben. So it's just a separate avenue, a separate market. And you, I don't think there's any reason you can't do both. If you want the hard work and the finances to survive, to do the work, to then put it in the direct market. Because it's the nature of the beast. So, but yeah, and then you have bookstores, and you have online direct sales, and yeah, this is, I don't like giving up my rights anymore with most publishers, smaller publishers, not Image. Image is the best deal in town. I just like having the option of doing it myself. I'll let someone else do it. I'm easy, but I like respect. And I want creators to always get, in any deal, philosophically, I ever want to be involved with, the creative behind what it is should be the most and major beneficiary of what it is. Everyone else can make money, it's fine. But creators, poor artists and writers, should be, you know, benefit the most out of whatever they do. Because they did it. Because most people don't actually understand the back end of how anything works. So like when I had the movie deal for 30 Days a Night, people were emailing me saying, oh, you should cast so-and-so. I'm like, I have nothing to do with that. People think you have control over... Like, no. They just paid me some money to go away and then did what they did for five years. Yeah, go ask. Ask me. <laughs> okay. Again, going back to a classic, Wormwood. Yeah. There Yay, was talk... Yeah, okay. there's a... Is there talk of a... There's an animated... I don't know anything about that beyond what you have read also in a press release. I literally don't know. I don't know shit. If you... I haven't heard anything for ages anyway, so. If you had the option, if you had the option to cast someone, voice or live action, who would you cast as Wormwood? For Wormwood? Hmm. Okay. Live action? The body, the body of uh, Tom Waits would be awesome. Tom Waits would be awesome as as Wormwood. Maybe not the voice. I don't know. Gary Oldman's voice would be great for Wormwood. I think because he's he's meant to have an English accent. If, if Tom Waits could do an English accent, that'd be great. Or I'd say, fuck the English accent, just have Tom Waits. That would be cool. Um, also, there's a guy, I always forget his name, but he was in, um, you know The Crow? Your movie, The Crow? He was the main bad guy with the long hair. He was the guy with a really gravelly voice that would go, call, call, bang, fuck your dad. That guy, his name is Michael something. He was in Alien Resurrection and a few things. He's like a character actor. He could be a good voice for women. Or maybe Louis C.K. Yeah, so those are plenty of options that I can actually kind of see. Kind of, yeah. But the trick of that is, Worm was not controlled by me that way. I will have no input in anything of that. I wish I could. I wish, it was a, hey, you know that guy, and then they can ignore me. But they don't even ask me. So, I like Roman history. I like medieval history after the Roman Empire. I like Mongol history. 
which is medieval as well, but in a different area mostly. I like it all. I like World War II shit. I don't narrow it down. I don't do lists of favorites. Americans love top tens and numbering shit. I just like a large range and it rotates. I think it's fair. I like battles and death and horrible shit. But I like the stuff that you, you realize, oh, that happened. That's why we do this today. And that you know where everything comes from. That actually informs you why you live the way you do now, which I think is why history is important. Read so. history, kids, and then do a lot of drugs. <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time to interview with us. Thank you. Uh, we're at um, Five Points Fest, and uh, to find more content like this, interviews, reviews, podcasts, videos, you can visit us at comicsverse.com or on our social media platforms. Thanks so much for watching.